All right, you bunch of idiots, you ready? Would it change anything if I said yes? <laughs> nope. Going live in three, two... half radio plaza at life media studios sidetracked with armstead and push brought to you by the second baptist bar and grill your exorcism specialist well and we're back for episode eight of sidetracked my name's armstead my name is posh spell that if you can god i can't even do that why why you gotta get mean like that I didn't mean you. Dave Foltz, can you spell that? No, he can't. <laughs> I bet you I can. God. He... Only because of cut and paste. Right? <laughs> I, I was going to say it might be because I have Facebook open directly in front of me, but <laughs> All there right. were no rules. Yeah, that's how this episode's going to go. We've already hijacked a message board, and... Uh, had a little fun, a couple drinks. Uh, great episode involved in store for you guys here tonight. We got another in-studio guest, Mr. Charlie Capozo, coming into us. Going to talk about pulling of many shapes and forms. You've had the, yeah, he's had a lot of experience in a bunch of different varieties, and we're going to get to the bottom of all of it. But first things first, the news. Well, I guess they're going to do a little pull down that state south of us. Yeah, that's That's all we can refer to it as. The one that's uh, high in the middle, round on both ends? Yep. <laughs> even, though, even though it's not. Yeah, uh, DeKalb, not DeKalb, like I heard somebody pronounce it earlier today. But well, we're south of the idiot ditch. <laughs> yeah, we're, this isn't going to be good. This, Yeah, we're going to have a great episode. But uh, DeKalb... Keep it clean, please! <laughs> <laughs> DeKalb Super Bowl up this weekend, starting... Tomorrow night, we got a great lineup going on down there. A gentleman right from Michigan here going to show up in the light limited super stock class. Let's dive right into that. Oh, man. We got a lot of pulling going on here this weekend. It's kind of nice. We had a little hiatus. so Kind of a cool event if you've never been down there. It's a nice building, nice facility, nice fairgrounds. They are limited for parking in terms of the pit area from what I remember when I was there several years ago. But uh, fun place to go and watch a pole, that's for sure. And, uh, well, Charlie, you can chime in. You've actually pulled down there a few years ago. Yeah, several years, yep. Anything else you want to contribute? Or... <laughs> <laughs> nope, that's it. <laughs> do, do we need to get this guy some more beer? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's going to fit right in. <laughs> He'll be fine. We're going to make beer money pulling team uh, actually have to put up or shut up. <laughs> can you make it through a case in an hour and a half? We Come can. on, Jason. <laughs> and I know you got help in the studio. I can hear him. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll start off. We'll go through the poll order. Natural Superstock, a class, Charles, you and I have grown to love. 
Uh, certain Oliver coming out of the stables here shortly. Uh, was hoping to make that lineup. Could not make it, but uh, it's going to the dyno this weekend. Yeah, it, it'll be it'll be running, just not there. So uh, definitely a really cool class. For those of you who don't understand natural superstock, these are naturally aspirated engines. As big a cubic inch as you can get, but still be able to get them to breathe is the biggest problem. And we'll dive into that in our uh, segment that's going to be starting off here in probably the next couple weeks. Hookers and blow. Pullers and their aspiration systems. Yep, we're going to get into it. We're, we've got a few uh, guests lined up. We're going to talk DNA, the fuel-injected stuff. we got somebody who's a specialist on turbo gas. We'll get somebody on uh, the diesel side of turbocharging and probably some alcohol, somebody with alcohol experience, too. I got alcohol experience. Yeah. So let's dive in. I'll be honest, Charles, you probably know these names better than I do. Um, natural super stock, not a big contender up here. And let's face it, the guys out of Cuba, Illinois, are the, probably the ones I'm most familiar with of the Brooks team. Except that he's not on there. No, he's not. I'm surprised. No. But yeah, you're going to get most of the, uh, the uh, tri-state guys. Uh, Olivers, Fords, and Cases are in the mix. And I look for probably, well, really anybody can uh, can take this one. Kent Butler's got a big inch uh, Moline that's in this class, but the rest of them are, are the smaller, higher winder type stuff. And uh, all of them have been around a long time. Kent Butler's been in it for, for decades in this type of pulling. Uh, you know, Mike Clark, Mike Patterson, Tim Beiser, Ed Gortner, Bill Downing, every one of these guys, they've all been doing it a long, long time, so it's a pick em class. We'll keep on rolling here. Uh, Buckeye Outlaws, what do you have to know about that one, Charles? I believe this is, and here we're, we're stepping outside our boundaries, so I don't know for sure. I believe this is a, the Buckeye Outlaws is a two-wheel drive truck class. Yeah, judging by the names, I'm quick doing a rundown on... They are reading uh, two-wheel drive to me, but don't quote me on that because I have been drinking. Maybe. One way to find out for certain. We'll come back to them. I'm going to use the old Facebook. That's one way to do it. Oh, so let's keep on rolling here. Next class they got coming out. This is all Friday night we're covering. It is a light pro stock class. Charles, that is your class of speciality, so to speak. Doesn't really do much for me. So uh, who do you got kind of in that class to think about? And, uh... Uh, defending Central Ohio champion, uh, the Fleck Boys, probably are a good one to look at. But I'm kind of surprised there's only seven on the entry. I would have figured, you know, with, an, with as many as down there, there's, there's 35 tractors within, you know, a four-hour drive. I'm kind of surprised there's only seven on the entry, but that's what we got. Well, just judging by the looks of it, I'm willing to bet Crockleton stands a good chance of placing. Yeah, somebody with that name does. Yeah, <laughs> Three of the seven. Now, a class we're a lot more familiar with, but a truck missing that we were kind of, we're kind of wondering what's going on. NTPA four-wheel drive pickups. Rob Foster on there. But not in the seat of Simply Red. No, a foster child on the entry. Not sure why. Um, and does Tanya know he took that truck without her knowledge? Uh, well, maybe he just uh, hooked up the truck and started driving away. <laughs> kind of curious. I, I talked to Rob a couple weeks ago. We wanted to have him on the show, so but didn't really get into it as far as status on the trucks uh, right now. So not sure why why one, not the other. He did. He debuted the all-new 
simply read there a year ago. Yeah, kind of curious what's going on. I know he's been fighting a lot of bugs with that chassis, but then again, he is on the cutting edge of technology with what he's doing there. So uh, kind of curious what's going on. You're going to have to dig into that one for us. Yeah, I'll stay on top of it. So keep on rolling through the classes here. Mini rods. Yeah, I believe this is an aspirated mini class. Uh, runs down uh, mid and central, mid and southern Ohio. Definitely uh, got to be a crazy class. We do see some as naturally aspirated minis up here. No rings, names ringing a bell here. Guess we got to get to more polls. I was hoping to be down there for the Super Bowl this uh friday but well, boston approved the work day off so. i'll be busy enough north of the state line i think this year the way things are looking i don't know if i want to get that close to dave folds or uncle zeke for that matter he's the one you gotta watch <laughs> altered farm tractors we haven't seen up in this neck of the book world in a long time no and actually if you've been if you've been following our sidetracked uh with armstead and post facebook page you've seen your fair share of the altered farm as it existed 10 15 years ago uh but it really doesn't exist anymore i think in this area the closest we get is, is machindo pullers and michigan tractor pullers offer something similar but they don't call it that any longer no it's uh hot farm is a bit or excuse me Hot Farm. Hot Farm. I think they might even call it Farm. Uncle Larry's going to have a heart attack. Farm Stock. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's it. Farm Stock. So uh, keep on rolling here, like I said, unfortunately. But let's get to the class, Charles. You and I kind of actually know something about and actually extremely love and possibly could see something coming out in the future of is a light limited Super Stocks. And a name on there for a first-time puller down for the Super Bowl. Yeah, glad to see our, our, our buddy Mike Jennings sneaking in there. Yeah, great to see Whiskey Throttle out. Glad they got it back together and running. Best of luck to you. Uh, another name standing out right there, Mark Filatro. Tough running tractor and good to see Jason Comer on the entry sheets. Yeah, absolutely. So more horsepower therapy for him. Good. Hey, it is what it is. I mean, first... First puller signed up here. I do not know if this is the actual pull order or not. Brad Powell coming right out of the gate. Going to be a tough bullet to dodge there. I'll keep on scrolling here. Keep our computers running. Jumping into Saturday night. We'll lead it off yep. with the V8 Hot Rods. And kind of surprised. I thought the Jennings team was going to drag their Hot Rods down there to go with the Light Limited Super. I know they wanted. They're interested in selling one, if not both. And you got to have them out there to sell them, let people see it. Name jumping right out there for me, Josh Van Horn. Definitely a well-traveled puller there and a beautiful-looking tractor, to say the least. And probably one of my favorite V8 hot rods on the list. Uh, he was not at Gordyville, missed him there, but Todd Cooper Ryder with the orchard-bodied fireball. Yes, yes, he was on the books to be there, but I uh, don't know what happened there. A lot of V8s that were registered did not make the cut. Keep on rolling here. Try to get my computer to work, and it's not today, so you'll have that on the big jobs. Hey, there's one for the bingo sheets. Take a sip. Classic super stock, the Spillman Boys. Both of those are uh, in there. Good to see them staying active and busy. I know they've been running the antiques as well. Yep, Matt and David there, so good to see them out there. 
Lot Iron, we're not familiar with, but heck, we got to give him a shout out. Brandon Shot, a name that does stand out. Do believe I have him on Facebook. Nice looking tractor there. NTPA Mini Rods. That third puller uh, down, that name does sound familiar. Yeah, you're going to find more than just that one that are familiar to you. But uh, the one you singled out, Tyler Slaw, has probably the only pulling vehicle that exists that flat out, nope, I won't drive it. Yeah, he's the only guy I know sitting right over that dang bell housing. Yeah, he's got himself so far forward on the uh, on the chassis there. You know, he's he's literally his kneecaps are on the cylinder heads. Yeah, definitely uh, bigger cojones than I have. But Adam Kester, Larry Kester, Bruce Law, and Denny Horst. I haven't that seen one the on, Red Fox that in one a long me. time. That is that one jumped. That up. is a nice one to see up there. Um, glad to see him back out there running. Uh, probably one of my favorite minis growing up was the Red Fox. You know, just always was a good standout. And I misspoke earlier why I was surprised with the Central Ohio Light Pro turnout. Actually, I believe that's actually a different class. The rules are not consistent with NTPA. The NTPA guys are on Saturday night. They limited them to 10. And this is another class where it's literally pick them. You know more about more about these tractors than I do. I'm a 4.1 guy. You know that. We're gonna get this, we'll, get, we'll get this guy's opinion, too, before we're done on that one. But... Uh, it, I, there is no highlight. Literally, anybody in this class is a threat. You could, I, I wouldn't want to pick between them. Easy way out. See how you are doing today. And we got ourselves a hot farm. And once again, I don't know any of these guys. Um, name that is jumping out to me, Justin Fleck. Definitely a name in, heavily involved down there in Ohio pulling. And... Uh, no, there's a few of these guys who are familiar from seeing them at Gordyville over the years, but, uh, you yeah, know, it's not a class. Well, Mark Gettinger, yeah. Henry at Zach Linville. I didn't even see Linville on there. Gosh, I'm doing really good today. <laughs> and then we got them diesel truck guys. <sighs> 2.5 diesel trucks. Is this with hand throttles in back seats? I don't know. I'm not going there. <laughs> We're not talking about that. This is a tractor show this week. we got to do something to keep them truck guys interested. No. <laughs> Nick Stamp, tough running 2.5 down there. And this truck is beyond all belief. A top running contender. Any place he goes in the 2.5 diesel truck world. And uh, one that was definitely highlighted, highlighted to me by Mr. Uh, Anthony Fink. Biner, I got it right, Shelby. Don't hurt me. But the sheet didn't. <laughs> but uh, definitely a good running truck. There are a lot of them out there. No, you're seeing Dakota Finkbine, which is a completely different person. Oh, okay. Have another beer. Okay. <laughs> so that'll cut. Yeah, conclude uh, the decal Super Bowl. And we have to go on to our next segment for uh, um, gosh, I've lost my train of thought. Way to go. Next segment for the news and we have to dive into something we kind of just bypassed last week and it was just because Charles and I couldn't help ourselves you know, handle it so to speak 
And a little memoriam to uh, Mr. Johnny Griggs, guy who touched us greatly. I know, Charlie, you've been pulling with him for Lord knows how long now. And uh, we wouldn't be right not to give a good uh, memoriam, so to speak, in his name. And I've spent all week thinking about what can we say, what can we do to talk about Johnny. You know, explain who Johnny was as a puller, as a friend, you know, as a competitor. Um, I could, I sat down three, four times, tried to put pen to paper. I couldn't do it. It just, I got a block. And all, every, all I could think about every time, well, remember the time Johnny went. Well, that's what we're going to do in memoriam of Johnny Griggs's. Let's hear the best uh, out of the three of us Johnny Griggs stories we have to offer. I'm sure you got a couple that pop into your head, Charlie. Yeah, I have uh, too many stories of Johnny, probably. I mean, every time you'd see him on the red golf cart, he'd give you that little finger point. Hey, Charlie, you know. And uh, and that was your cue to get in the seat because you were going for a ride and have a little talk. <laughs> he was always a lot of fun. I remember going back to, you know, when he and, him and Morris pulled the uh, – M, M farm all there and we went uh, nip and tuck for a long time in the 6,000 farm class and the 4,500 pound class and it was always a lot of fun competing against those guys they were definitely top caliber competition but uh, I got kind of a funny story I remember I was down to us and them for the championship in the 6,000 pound class last pull of the year in Richmond and uh, and Johnny always got a little bit startled when the horn would beep so you know the old man he kind of found the loudest horn he could find and uh, put, <laughs> <clears throat> put it on the sled you know and uh, he was ready to shoot johnny right out of the seat of the old farm all in but you know the last laugh was on us because sheila wound up driving that day <laughs> so that was kind of a backfire deal but he was a great guy man he always knew everybody's name and he was uh, definitely gonna be Definitely going to be missed in the thumb world, for sure. Well, I know I've got a few stories involving Johnny, and the first one that pops into my head, the last time I talked to Johnny was the day after Christmas. He called me up, and uh, he had a bunch of old trophies he wanted to get rid of. He goes, I got no use for them. Can you use them for your pull in Smith's Creek? I go, absolutely, Johnny. And we got talking tractor pulling, like always, and I got a couple stories to go with this one. <laughs> But one that was always a uh, ongoing uh, lesson, so to speak, from Johnny for me, is the fact that I shift my TA on my tractor. Oh yeah, he hated that. Oh my God, you leave that effing damn TA alone. You don't need to use that. And the last phone call I had from him, last time I talked to him, what he do? He yelled at me for shifting TA. You quit that shit. You don't need to do it. <laughs> so guess what I'm going to do this season? Shift your TA. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, you definitely don't need that when you run John Deere. So. <laughs> <laughs> but another one that stands out, Johnny was talking about the days of him and Morris pulling. You know, him going over to Canada. But one that, always st one that stood out to me and boggled my mind. And this is a story he told me that last time I talked to him was the days of him and Morris going over to Oakley for the mid Michigan gas show. And he would, uh, he'd pull 4,500 pounds through 6,500 pounds. 
Well, the thing was, 4,500 pounds, the tire limit size, was uh, 15 fives. The tire size on 55 and up was, I believe it was 16 nines at the time. Yep, that's correct. So what they would do is he goes, I, we got an old air compressor. I rigged a gas engine up to it. We mounted a hoist on the side of Morris's truck, and they would change tires in between the classes and throw a 1,000 pounds of weight on to go to the next class. That way they could run that 4,500-pound class. That's insane. That, well, that reminds me of what Krebs used to do before they narrowed up their John Deere Super Farm. They'd have to take one of the tires off to get it in the hauler. I did not know yeah, that. Yeah, it would not fit with 24 fives on both sides, so they'd take one off and put put an 18-4 on there so they could load it. <laughs> they had a special crane rigged up out the side door of the hauler and everything, just deal with this. And it, it just boggled my mind to hear, you know, Johnny say, yeah, we used to do it all the time. He goes, probably couldn't do it now, but he goes, that's what we did. They, they He just loved pulling. You know, it was his sport. And like you say, he was always there in the golf cart, sitting there, waved to you, come on over. And that's the only guy I knew who could look at any model tractor and tell you what gear they ran down the track. Oh, he always knew. Always. That was the third gear pass. That was yeah. the second gear. And it boggled my mind. You know, the red ones, I could guess. You know, that wasn't that hard, but. Any brand out there, he could tell you exactly what gear they ran and where they messed up. He knew everybody's name, didn't he? Oh, everybody. Always. Always. Everybody. Everybody knew him. Yeah, well, everybody took a ride in that golf cart, and you had your chance to to chat with him, or he'd, he'd you'd be you'd walking through the pits, and he'd be in his camper, and you'd hear this voice through the window, Hey, Charlie! You, oh, I better go in that door. Oh, see what Johnny All wants. the time. Yeah. Andrew, get over here. Yeah. Uh, and it, you never questioned it. No, you, you just, just went. You it. just went in. Yeah, you did it. It's the only person I think in pulling. I've never not questioned about anything on TAs. It didn't matter where I was going, what I was doing. I had Johnny I had called you over. You did it. Yeah, for sure. You got to have a couple good stories at least that stand out. Yeah, things that things that stick out in my mind was he had the most wicked sense of humor, and he would get that oh, huge grin going. There's a couple, three, three or four different things, and uh, one year. We were up at Alpena, and he had just put a haze clutch in the tractor, and we're back in the pit area, and he looks over at, at This Gary. is on the V8 hot rod. On the V8 hot rod, yeah. He still, back when he had, the, he had the V8 hot rod and the M. And uh, it was, well, the V8 was an M, too, with a Chevy in it. And he had just put that haze clutch in, which it's, you need, you push the pedal to bring it off the line, but anywhere else, it's just a centrifugal clutch. So we're sitting back in the pit area, and he looks over at Gary. He goes, Gary, I don't know why you mess with them pedal-pushing jobs. He fires a thing up, backs it up. Flips it into first gear, rolls it forward, shuts it back off. Never touched the clutch pedal. He's just he's just in that roll cage, just a giggling. <laughs> well, that night it was my first time going up to Alpina to ever announce. But also because it was a sand track, Gary said this is when Gary had his V8. Also, he said, "Look, it's a sand track. You really can't screw up here. I'll let you drive after the class. I'll let you drive my V8, and you can try it." And uh, I've told you this story. I get done with the run and go back in the pit area, and and Bob Smith and Johnny are both standing there and. And Johnny's got this grin on his face and like, uh-oh. <laughs> Bob's just, hey, hey, Charlie, what was the oil pressure on that run? I don't know, Bob. I was busy. <laughs> 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 
but another thing was drivers meetings. Um, Gary Heberling, oh God. Oh Johnny, God. <laughs> Lynn Garber, Doug McCurchy. They would they would wait for the most awkward silence during the drivers meeting, and then somebody would pinch somebody else's butt, and Johnny would just have this huge grin, waiting for whoever got it to land on the ground again, just it, laughing away. It still goes on at every. Oh, it pole. still goes on. Doug or Gary, like you said, Lynn. It's just. They've tried getting me a couple times, but I don't jump like no, guys. So. No, they would jump. But the funniest thing he ever said to me, it was one winter we went to up to Sandusky for the TTPA meeting, and then after the meeting, he, um, Gary Heberling and I went up to the big boy up front and had dinner. And all through dinner, you know, Gary is from Sandusky, so he knows everybody. We were in there 90 minutes because Gary talked to the mop in the closet. I mean, he talked to everybody in there, right? <laughs> He's a politician. He, oh, well, he and that, is that's, you, you, and that's it. We, we, we're, we're getting ready. We're paying our bill and we're on our way out. And I and I looked at Johnny and I said, boy, Gary could be a politician. And this this is classic Johnny. He looks at me and he goes, no, Charlie, preacher. I <laughs> fell out. <laughs> Funniest thing I'd heard in a long time. <laughs> Oh God! I we could go on all night with stories about the shit Johnny would do. <laughs> and God bless you, buddy. We miss you, and we're gonna miss it. But you know, this is what I figured we had to do for Johnny is we had to just tell the stories because Johnny wasn't just a person; he was no. a freaking character. Yeah, and uh, we miss you, buddy. You're gonna it's gonna be hard hitting that track uh, next year, but every time we hit that dirt, we'll be thinking of you. So with that, we're going to take a break. We'll got get one other thing in the news. Oh, you got more news. Ooh, little... Breaking news? Uh, maybe. This might be a little rumor. Done, done, done? A little, uh... little bit of rumor. Huh? Heard a rumor that uh, a name we haven't heard in the TTPA is coming back this summer. Oh, do tell. I heard the Hooper boys are coming back. Really? They Diesel Pro Stock back, uh, I think they got out about 2005, I think was the last year for them. But I heard a rumor. I don't know if it's 10 Farm or Diesel Pro Stock, but they are returning, I heard. They are the Ford guys? or They ran Fords and Cases, both. Yeah. Hmm. Around maybe a 9,000 Ford? or I think they had a 9,000, and I forget what the case was. Uh, 930, maybe. Yes, it was yeah. 930 yep. case. So good to hear that. A couple new na- old names reappearing this season. Uh, gonna be a great time for TTPA. Yeah, and some old, some old iron getting dusted too. That with with new names too. That's cool to see. It, it, we haven't grown, really. And what would you guys say about seven, eight years since we've really seen yeah. stuff come out? You know, so that's good. I mean, we're looking at the biggest two point five showing we'll ever have this year. Yeah, diesel trucks, which two point five. Yeah, mini ramp. Pull your head out of your asses, guys. You guys are bitching about minute details, and those who are listening know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's just going. It was shut going up. It was go going pulling. on today. Just go racing. Enough with the crap. But yeah, that's cool. so. There's my rant for the day. It's pretty short lived and pathetic. Oh, I but can't believe we're done with the rants. Well, probably I, not. not. We're gonna talk John Deere tractors here when we get back from a break. So Lord knows something's gonna but happen. Yeah, then. you know we've we've seen the ten farm girl. We're bringing light limited super plus the the mod. Yeah, combo revival deal of mods so. for for this year and two five is gonna be big. So it's a, it's a it's a standout year in my mind. That's so that's that's good. I'm looking for I'm looking forward to the season opener pack. Really am. I wish I could be there. I'm not gonna be able to be there, but. Well, it sounds like I'm going to have to make it up to Seaboing then. You might, because I know I can't do that one. We've, I've already had a first look at the schedule. So, But with that, we're going to take a break. 
Uh, once again, get a hold of us on our email, ap at sidetrackpulling.com. The website is www.sidetrackpulling.com or get at us on Facebook at Sidetracked with Armstead and Posh. This is Sidetracked on Pulling Radio Network. Life Media Tech is your one-stop shop for multimedia, photography, videography, live event productions, and web systems and infrastructure design and maintenance. Life Media can handle it all. Drew and I trust Life Media to use years of experience to bring Sidetrack to you each and every week. Isn't it a time that you did the same? Serving Metro Detroit and the Blue Water area, contact Life Media directly at 810-689-4151. That's Life Media, 810-689-4151. Welcome back to Sidetrack with Armstead and Posh here on the Pulling Radio Network. We're joined in studio by... Charlie Capozo, part of the Capozo and Sons excavating pulling team. Uh, they operate the Cruel Intention Super Farm out of Richmond, Michigan, and also do their fair share of uh, antique pulling on the side as well. And they've had a very extensive background uh, going back to your father, Tony, uh, probably 40 years in the sport. So welcome to One Half Radio Plaza, sir. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to be here. I really enjoy what you guys are doing with the radio show. Wow. Really? A little brown nosing. It's because we gave him beer and pizza. <laughs> Keep bringing the beer. We got to do what we got to do to uh, get our guests on. Yes, if you want to be a guest on Sidetrack and Posh and you like beer and pizza. So here I like beer. <laughs> it makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. Ah. They say beer and pizza, most tractor pullers come running, right? (laughs) (laughs) The trouble is they'd have to find us. (laughs) Might be tough. (laughs) You found out, didn't you? (laughs) Yeah, way back off the road. (laughs) So, what all we want to inquire about with Mr. Capozo? I know you've done, from what I've heard, pulling from all the way up from the little, little guys all the way up to a mod. Yeah, yeah, I guess I started when I was about 10 years old, but I guess tractor pulling for me went back to basically from birth, I guess, my dad. Well, I guess whenever we went on vacation, our uh, our trip away from the vacation was always finding the nearest John Deere dealer, so. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I was brainwashed as a kid, but. It explains the decor in your kitchen and in your office. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess I'll get over it, but. We won't bring up the shirt he is wearing at the meeting someday. That surprised the hell out of me. <laughs> Gotta keep you guys guessing. <laughs> but yeah, tell us a little bit more about yourself and uh, give us your history. I know we're going to have some thoughts and things that pop up. My personal history, I guess, starts when I was about, you know, like I said, from birth, I've always been going to tractor pulls with my dad. And uh, that started with uh, our family's John Deere 60. And I think it was uh, purchased in around 1977. I think it was an excuse to, to buy it. My dad told my mom he needed to work on the new house there, so it wound up being the pulling tractor, and uh, it's uh, pretty much a member of the family now, but um, I started pulling when I was 10 years old at the Armada Affair. I know you guys have heard a lot about the Armada Affair. If you've been on our Facebook page, I'm sorry. I've been just killing you guys with this stuff, but I love it. So seems like every guest that's been on here has uh, started at the Armada Affair for some reason. I think I'm the only you you didn't either, Charles. But we not got for well, close I've, ties to it. I've very close ties to it, but I have never driven on that track. Really? Nope. That's, that's hard to believe. Really? Well, I kind of. You're the guest, but fine. I'll indulge for a minute. There's a reason why. 
that is my hometown pole. That's where it started for me, and I always have kind of maintained that if I ever drive on that track, the first time's going to be with my tractor, not somebody else's. Yeah, that's a good good uh, theory to take, I guess. I I started pulling on that track with, believe it or not, a Ford lawnmower. A Ford lawnmower? Yeah, Ford Blue Blue Power. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, there's kind of a funny story that goes behind that, too. My dad, you know, he put all the weight brackets on it. You know, I was the oldest oldest son, and uh, he put all the weight brackets on the wheelie bars, and uh, I remember just loading the back end with weights and driving around the yard, popping wheelies. Uh, luckily, the wheelie bars had uh, little wheels on them. So. <laughs> Somehow, I destroyed the transmission in it, and uh, my dad, being the saint he is, made sure it was going for the Armada Fair. So... Uh, <laughs> I guess that was the first two years of my pulling career was pulling the Ford lawnmower at the Armada Fair. And then uh, shortly after that, I started pulling the John Deere 60. The first time I pulled the John Deere 60 in the 6,000 farm was an exhibition run at the Saginaw Fair, which was a really big deal. That was always the last pull of the year for the thumb, and uh, we got going like that. But after the pull was all done, I, I pulled the 60 there. I was 11 years old. So uh, after that, I kind of took over the 60. We bought a uh, single engine modified from right here in Port Huron. Earl Hanselman had it. and uh, I found footage in the Armada stuff. There we are back to that of, of you guys running it with just the one motor. It would have been 1990, I think. Really? That'll be. I'll have it up this weekend. I can't remember what year we put the second motor on it, but we mounted a twin 454s crank to crank on it somewhere along the line. And... Uh, like I said, I was pulling the John Deere 60, and probably about the time I was 14, I started pulling the mod. And uh, shortly after I got out of college, I bought the John Deere A out of Jonesboro, Missouri. <clears throat> and we started pulling, you know, almost uh, kind of all over the country with it in the early stages of the NATPA, the DeKalb Super Pole, and... Uh, and around that area and uh, Thumb in Michigan and all over. We'd haul the 60 in the A around. At that time, the mod was uh, was uh, kind of put in the, on the back, back burner. I guess we were running kind of antiques mostly. Here's something that came up actually out of some of that video I, I saw. We talked about this in, I want to say it was week, what, I don't know, it was week two or three when we talked about NATPA and Division 5 and what do you do. And I advocated for 3,000 RPM and, and that that was okay. Uh, but the, the thing about it is, what do you do for the, for the two-cylinder deers? Because they can't spin them up that high. But you guys in Nolan's back in the early 90s really spun them. How high were you turning those things back then? Uh, we figured around 3,000 RPMs, believe it, it or not. It sounds like it. Yeah, they sound like sewing machines on steroids, I like to call them. <laughs> I'll, I'll have that video up later this week, but yeah, that it just it, it's it stuck. I saw that earlier this week when I was cutting stuff together, and I just I when he's in here, I've got to ask him about that. Well, everything's SFI now, you know. And I remember we'd run the Go Fast class, and my dad would wrap a he had to have a blanket, so he'd wrap the blanket around the clutch on a John Deere two cylinder, which I don't know how many guys know where that's at, but it was just right. hanging out on the right side of the tractor. You know, it wouldn't have done much good, I don't think, but. Uh, that's what they wanted, so that's what they got. <laughs> Meanwhile, the flywheel's ready to saw your left foot off. <laughs> there was no fear. I mean, you just run the hell out of no. them, you know? <laughs> now, you brought up, you bought the mod from Port Huron. Didn't the mod end up back up in Port Huron when you guys sold it? Well, the last I heard was it, it was, uh, we sold it to a guy in actually Lennox Township was uh, was a Tyson. 
out of Lenox Township, but now he's pulling mini tractors out of, uh, I think he pulls with mid-Michigan, uh, the pocket pullers, you know. Because I know there was a mod chassis, and I thought it was your guys' old one. The one was it like God. Caterpillar Yellow. We saw, I saw one for sale in the area. It was, God, probably. Which probably, I don't know if that would have made it yours. Probably not. Eight years ago now? The last I heard ours was in Wisconsin was the last I heard. But Interesting. there was one over by my work, south end of Port Huron. There was a mod chassis sitting over there. And I believe, I thought it was your guys' old one. And it was there for about a year and then it disappeared. So Yeah, you last I heard it was in Wisconsin. Yours was, what, uh, yours was a cockshot rear end, right? It was a Massey 44. Massey. Okay. Which by the time the uh, twin motors got on there and all the bugs were worked out, it was really finding the weak spots in the Massey rear end by that time. Which led you guys to a decision to upgrade the mod, but no one ever really saw it. There's a story there. Well, there's a, I, I don't know <laughs> if you know the whole story, but there's a, there's a tractor between... The super farm and the mod. Did you know that? I, I did know, and I I know what I did happened not know to it. That. There was, and I know what happened to it. But I was going to have you tell the story. Yeah, it's kind of funny, but um, we were working over in. Uh, I, guess I saw the, the pictures of the aftermath. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, uh, from Bob Chostak, we bought an Etter chassis. It was uh, it used to be the old Roaring Rooster. I'm trying to remember where the Roaring Rooster came from. Maybe out of Missouri. He did pull in Louisville a couple years. I'll but, look on uh, pulling reference. I'll see if I can find it. Yeah, we talked to him at Louisville because he built, I think it was a four-engine tractor, and he pulled in Louisville with the four-engine tractor. But uh, Bob wound up with the chassis. It was a wedge-style letter chassis. And uh, Larry over at St. Clair Engine was working on building a uh, two-engine mod out of that for us, for the thumb class that was just getting going. And uh, there's a big fire over at his machine shop. And uh, if you ever seen aluminum melt, it's uh, not a pretty sight on a modified tractor. No, turn those rear wheels into a puddle. Yeah, it was uh, it was really sad, and it left a really bad lump in your throat. But uh, I remember going over when the fire was just, they were still putting out the fire, and uh, Larry and Jill at St. Clair Engine called us to come over, and uh, we took the backhoe over there, and I remember pulling that out of the back of the barn with the backhoe, and uh, aluminum wheels were gone. <laughs> God. Oh, God. Heart in your throat moment there when that happened. I, I do remember that. It would have been 03 or 04 about? Well, I think it was later than that. It was probably closer to, I'm guessing, maybe 06. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, it was. The it motors, was uh, there, was a lot of, there was a lot of pulling wreckage in that uh, fire, you know. Herb Marquette had a John Deere 70 in there. Yeah, I do remember. Actually, now that you say that, I do remember that. Actually, who are we... Who was I talking to the other day? Uh, told me they had a big block on engines on engine stand. Yeah, somebody else had an engine in there too, a V eight. Uh, uh, one of the hot rod guys, I think. No, this was might have been a drop. I can't remember. Had a or somebody who worked over at Saint Clair Engine for a minute had a V eight in there on a stand, big block Chevy, and it was. Well, I want to say uh, Greg Smith was working there. For a, for a little while, Bob's son. Well, this wasn't great because yeah. I haven't talked to Greg in a long time. But okay. Yeah, came in. The motor was in a puddle on the floor. Mm. Yeah, it was hard to believe all the stuff that was in that barn. By the time uh, everything was said and done, there was pretty much nothing left of anything. It was a real shame. 
So that kind of brings us into how the super farm came around. Yeah, so I guess uh, shortly thereafter that, we uh, we were able to make a deal with Lemke's on their uh, new generation plus tractor. The the year before that uh, we bought the tractor, it was the second place tractor in Grand National Points. And then, uh, you know, it sat for a year. And their uh, component tractor that year won the Grand National Super Farm, or not Super Farm Pro Stock. So it would be 2007 that we went out to Wisconsin and uh, talked to Lemke's about that. So <clears throat> kind of an interesting story about that is I kind of posted an ad on uh, the pull-off page, you know, in the wanted section that we were looking for. You know, it's got to be a green, green <laughs> Super Farm tractor. I and, can't imagine uh, why. So we were coming home from a Lions meeting. Well, I was coming home from a Lions meeting, and uh, I get a message on my phone from Don Slamma, which... Uh, you guys know Don, he's fast and furious. So, yeah. You know, I always put him on a pedestal. I remember watching him in Fort Wayne pull the super farms and just tearing everybody up down there. He's been a force for a long time, yeah. And, you know, I think if you guys look back on your uh, Louisville stats, done pretty well even this year. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Turned yeah, down a second place run bracket. in the finals. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, I guess if there's a guy out there that uh, emulates sportsmanship and tractor pulling and... Uh, he does with what he does at Gordyville with the um, the raffle and all that, where you know offering matching dollars from Justin Stucker Schneider's model every year, and yeah, for sure. Great guy, great family in polling. Um, so, anyways, uh, Don called me and uh, I see you're looking for a green uh, super farm. So we kind of talked a little bit, and uh, the way he was originally was leaning towards was uh, the hurricane deer when we were talking, but uh, it didn't quite have all the options like the. In- outboard brakes and all that stuff that Lemke's had and uh he said well uh well what about Lemke's tractor I said I talked to Robbie and he said it's sold he says well you know I don't think it's uh quite sold yet so you know we kind of got talking and uh the people that were supposed to buy Lemke's tractor was uh freezes really really yeah the deer tracks interesting I didn't know that so anyways uh he says well uh Freezes are having a hard time selling their tractor, which is the deer tracks they're pulling today. And uh, anyways, so uh, he kind of got talking. He kind of ramrodded the deal through with Lemke's and us. And uh, he wound up taking Freezes deer tracks and building, I guess, the, I don't know if it would be the second incarnation of the deer tracks. They were kind of hot farm at first. I remember being on the yeah, cover were, of the hook. Yeah. But uh, when I talked to Robbie, he actually told me to talk to Greg Freeze about buying their tractor so i remember greg sending me pictures email via email i want to say i do remember that you you telling me that now it's my fried brain <laughs> yeah coming so, back to me so anyways he sent me pictures and i remember one of the pictures he sent me was a cover shot on the hook magazine of the deer tracks pulling in gordyville i guess it was a real tear i think it was the 540 class they ran the deer tracks and was pretty dominant with a lemke motor so anyways uh we wound up getting the Lemke tractor, and uh, Don Slamma wound up rebuilding the Deer Tracks tractor for uh, the Freeze family. Interesting. Yeah, built a nice tractor out of it. Yeah, it's been competitive. It's been, been it's run well. Yeah, two big name tractors brought up in one conversation. Three big name tractors. I mean, Lemke's Freeze and uh, Slamma's all being thrown around there. I get. I didn't know the history behind that tractor. I remember when you guys bought it. I was young. Yeah, a lot younger than I am now, so to speak. But uh, you guys came out, and man, 
That tractor just did a wonder for you guys. How did you do your first season out? I know oh, my memory serves me, crew, but the first the first three years out, we ran Grand National, and that was our intentions right from the start. Was you know we told Robbie we want to run Grand National. I think that kind of piqued his interest. I mean that's always a dream, right, for us to run Grand National. It's uh, you know probably like an unreachable dream maybe, but we did it. We did it for three years, and uh, sometimes you got to try. Yeah. So, I mean, we were never scared of anything. We just No. Well, you've said that before. You've never been afraid of anything. You just hammer down. Yeah. So we just, uh, I mean, our first poll was at uh, Croswell. Yep. I remember that. First first day out. It was uh, supposed to be at Hillsborough, which is a big slam poll, the Hillsborough Charity Poll. Yeah. Which was early in June at that time, but now it's moved back to August, I believe. I think, yeah, I think it has. Yes. So, uh, anyways... Uh, I think one of the reasons they moved it back to August was when we were there, it was just totally flooded. They, uh, um, Troy Schradel actually ran our tractor the first time out. And uh, he ran it the first night. And then the next night after that, the whole place was flooded. Yeah, I recall. So we never did get to run it that weekend. We were going to leave it at Don Slamma's place, and then uh, we were going to come back the next weekend and run it in Tomo, Wisconsin, which would have been our first Grand National hook. We were pre-committed at that time to run grand national so anyways uh, we wound up dragging the tractor back and we we're gonna pull it in uh, deckerville test and tune i remember that yeah we used to do that we don't do it anymore well we do it before we, we do session at pack yeah. but there used to be a standalone saturday or whatever it was we'd go to deckerville and you know no points no nothing just you know run whatever yeah so anyways rain wasn't on our side there either no so <laughs> usually isn't with May and early June for whatever reason. Yeah, no. it was a dash to get the tractor back in the trailer. The old man was freaking out. <laughs> but uh, we got it back in the trailer, and we never did get to hook it. But we ran uh, an exhibition run at Croswell before the poll started. Yep. And you were announcing. Yeah, I was the announcer. That was actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in my third year with Thumb by then, but yeah. Yeah, so we... In fact, uh, I, think, I think one of those... Uh, one of the one of the pictures I took, I don't know, was a test pass or the first official one, wound up becoming your your T-shirt that yeah. you guys had done. I was gonna say that, yeah. So Charles is famous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm nobody. I don't count. Ah, we're on Pulling Radio Network now. Hey, we had a sticker giveaway we were a part of now too. So we were the trivia question, and the guy who won it is sitting to my right. <laughs> Imagine that. Oops. <laughs> you say cheater? Hey, we helped out a lot. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we helped out a lot. We gave a lot of suggestions, and nobody seemed to take them up. But <laughs> so nobody takes us serious. So, anyways, we wound up running it three night or uh, three times that night in Croswell. I ran it as an exhibition, and then I ran it in the actual Super Farm class. And then my brother Nick came back and ran it that night after everything was all done. And after that, we went to Tomo, Wisconsin, and started the Grand National schedule for the uh, 2008 season. Do you see yourselves? trying to go back to the gn level again yeah we talk about it you know back then in 2008 business wasn't quite as booming as it is now and it's hard for us with the business schedule to uh get out we'll be able to get away yeah because you guys definitely you know you expanded operations too with what you're doing with the business too. right exactly yep which is a good problem to have quite honestly yeah yeah you got to pay the bills first right yeah pay to play yeah exactly but uh yeah we ran the grand national schedule for uh first three years we had the tractor and uh First year we finished sixth place, which fairly respectable out of the box. Yeah, kind of hard to complain with that. That's why I remember you guys finishing sixth on your first run. Unfortunately, it's kind of 
You had a rough patch this past couple of years with that tractor. Yeah, we had a lot of breakage, and uh, right now it's in a trailer in one piece, so we didn't bother taking it out anywhere to pull this one. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it looks good when it's in the trailer in one piece. <laughs> but you don't no. have any water in it, do you? <laughs> no, no, washer fluid. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That works. <laughs> we, uh, we had a lot of who's who's, I guess, in the first couple of years we pulled Grand National. You got Strickland's with Earl Wells, you know. That was before they had the Gallets. They yeah. The, uh, oh, wow, yeah. The yeah. 180. They and did. The, I think they still have it. Yeah, they, they still have the 180. Like four pulling tractors and like 16 Pro Mod drag cars or something in their own drag strip. Concrete know. must really be good money. I don't know. It's, kept, think, kept me employed for a year or two. <laughs> I think it's right. selling the business. That's good, good money. <laughs> yeah. 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 But uh, Bauer, what? <laughs> Did something happen? <laughs> we pulled with uh, Whitney's, of course. and uh, Yeah, they're still out. They're limited pro now, right? Yeah, I believe so, yes. And uh, a few other, uh, Ted Lichty. Who's still out there doing very well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Rush Hour and uh, Jamie Morrow. He was a big hitter then. Yeah. And then uh, he had the Wolverine Deers, two and three. Seatsma boys. Yeah. Seatsma, Smiths, yeah. They were always tough and, uh, of course, freezes. For a sure. lot of green names there, though. Never yeah. enough. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's got to buy the other So, ones, anyway, so. Diesel Superstock. Um... <laughs> you always got to bring that up. <laughs> it's your last bullet. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Our Bowling Green's been won completely by red the past two years, so it's good to see the give and take. You know, <laughs> well that's what makes it, that's what makes it fun. It gets. Yeah. There was a stretch there. I'm going to say probably about 2000, well, about the same time you guys really were hitting the GN scene with with their Super Farm, where Pro Stock everybody conceded it to the Deers, and and you'd watch. You know, there'd be like a PPL Pro Stock class that would have one red one and like fifteen deers, and I, honestly, was, at that point, it was boring. I didn't. I turned it off. Didn't care. It's funny. The more you pull, the more you like to see. You know, well, you, I guess you know the guys pulling a little bit more, but uh, yeah, it's nothing against the personalities, but it's just you know, as an outsider who didn't at the time, and well, I still don't have a connection, personal connection to those guys. Like, uh there's another Riverside K&K, so what? And that's something we brought up before with the show is, you know, the more you heavily involved you become with pulling, the less it becomes about the brand. It's more about, you know, seeing, you know, going down to Bowling Green, for me, even, you know, before I got as active as I have been in the sport, you know, you remember me starting pulling, you know, you were right there when I got started. and But to get more involved, you know, it goes from just, you know, rooting for the guys who are red you start rooting for the green guys because hey they're your hometown heroes or now it's uh. they're a good buddy of ours you know so you got to you want them to do good and yeah the brand affiliation really starts to diminish yeah i don't know if it's uh getting older or what it is but uh <laughs> i guess it does i mean you know when i was uh 20 and full of, what do they call that Young, dumb, full of gum, gum. Oh, whoa, whoa. Keep it clean, please. (laughs) We used to have to go to, you know, for recovery in the early 90s and separate friends from uh, international fans. And (laughs) (laughs) it was tough. (laughs) Wow. Well, we got got everything represented in the room right now. I mean, you're a green guy. He's got his Case IH hat. I got a Minneapolis Moline shirt on. You know, the first... 
green article piece of clothing I ever owned is I think it was in Bowling Green about four years ago. I bought a Composable Bowling Team shirt on. I was going to say, yeah. If it, well, I had some JD hats, but yeah, first shirt oh, was one I, of theirs. I was never allowed one of them. I was never allowed. They let you in the house with that. I was surprised I got allowed back in the house. I go, is it okay I wear this? Then you have the Ayers family. You go above and beyond this year and give us this. Really, really nice John Deere shirts and braiders. Sounds like we need to get your dad a shirt. <laughs> oh, God, that was the worst thing ever, putting on that John Deere green-yellow shirt. We were on our way between uh, Sheboygan and Alpena this this summer, and I put it on, and J- Mike and uh, Mike Jennings and uh, Morgan, his girlfriend, were behind, us in the, behind me in the semi. I was leading the way. And the whole way there, I'm kind of going, eh, eh, Justin, I just didn't feel right. <laughs> And we get out at Alpena, and Morgan goes, you don't look comfortable in that thing at all. <laughs> Got to give it a chance to settle in, I guess. <laughs> Got to run through the washer a couple times. Right. Well, Mr. Engineer, do we need to take an obscene profit center timeout? That's on you guys. No, it's not. I'm not I don't. Uh, Nicotine? Yeah, okay. Well, for you, anyway. <laughs> Starting to get fidgety So over with here. that, we'll take a break here. We'll get back with Charlie Cabozo here in a minute. On Sidetracked, I'm pulling Radio Network. Have you been injured or think you've been injured? Contact the law offices of Dewey, Screw and Howe. Auto accident, medical malpractice, slip and fall, dog bite, asbestos. Your boss is a jerk. Nothing worth reading in the paper? Some swamp gas bent the sun's rays and erased your mind? Sit down with our friendly professional staff for a free confidential consultation and cross-examination. Seriously, how can be downright mean? Let the law offices of Dewey, Screwham, and Howe decide who should pay and how much. It could even be you. No, it'll definitely be you. The law offices of Dewey, Screwham, and Howe. Call 888-555-1234 or online at www.sidetrackpulling.com. That's 888-555-1234 or www.sidetrackpulling.com. Dewey, Screwham, and Howe are not officially licensed attorneys and are obnoxious subsidiary of Sidetrack LLC. No guarantees implied. Not available in any areas. Lots of restrictions will apply. Celebrity voice impersonated. Paid for by Ricky Bobby for Congress. Oh, how's she going, eh? We're back here in Sidetrack Pulling. <laughs> Pulling our studios here, one half Radio Plaza. Drew has been drinking the Canadian beer. Oh no, I've been on rye. You just got back from Tibby Hose. I got myself a double double. You get I'm <laughs> surrounded by <laughs> This show has officially gone to the dogs. You get Detroit radio stations out there. <laughs> what kind of radio show is this? Like anyone can even know that. Lifeless eyes. Oh, I forgot to reload. Son of a. Anyways, we're back. Beer on! <laughs> intern! Oh, we don't have one of those. We got to get an intern. That's what Drob comes in. Uh, no. No. No? It's too ugly. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't look good in a short skirt. <laughs> so, I guess we are in back. We are in back. We are back. Yeah, in- we're in back, all right. <laughs> Behind everybody else. What? In back, Alan. <laughs> As you can tell, things have degraded sharply. <laughs> we're in back and down. Yeah, yeah, we're over here, and we're gonna get doing the show. Dave Fultz will understand that one, but uh, we're back. Dave's, got, Dave's with... got Uncle Zeke, and we got over in the corner here, Uncle Deke. <laughs> we're back in studio with you, with Charlie Capozo on with the who? mic. Charlie Capozo. Oh, you ever meet him? No. Who are you? We just the got over doing that. Very orange pullover you have on. 
my Alice Chalmers shirt. <laughs> Clashes with the green. <laughs> I got it's it like all. a pumpkin. <laughs> pumpkin gone mad. Burnt sienna. <laughs> Ooh, Diedley's. Good tractor. <laughs> <laughs> so. No, around here we aren't pumpkin gone mad. It's the drunken pumpkin. <laughs> Ooh, Jason yeah. Irvin. You drank a lot. Yes. Not enough. I'm like, no, I'm. God. Intern! <laughs> How come nobody comes when you say that? That's <laughs> uh, not the only person he has that issue with. Well, when you, call for, when, you call, when you call for somebody and nobody responds, then maybe the person in the room who fits that title is you. Which means I should probably take a walk. <laughs> so we're back. We just got go, go, got done going over uh, where you've been in polling, Charlie. And uh, you've done Who are you talking to? Oh, him. <laughs> You're Charles. God, I gotta get name tags. And Anybody I'm the... care what this guy thinks? <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, we have a good night here, and uh, this was sidetracked with Armstead and Poche on Pulling Radio Network. <laughs> oh God, this is not gonna be pretty. But we got just just got done talking with you. You fooled everything from lawnmowers to antiques to a twin two engine mod. To a super farm. What was the most fun for you? What one did you enjoy the most? Well, I mean, the mods are okay, but, you know, growing up, we were always super stock. You know, it wasn't super farm. It was super stock in the day, you know, going back to the silver dome with no smoke tube. So if you can imagine what that was like. Explains a lot about you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't think about that, but you're right. It does. (laughs) What does that say about us? Air? Who needs air? <laughs> See, I, I was post-Silverdome days, so... No, I didn't... I, not so much the smoke in the Silverdome, but I, my seats at Louisville were pretty high up there, so all the alcohol fumes over the years, I suppose. <laughs> they aren't any better from down below. <laughs> God, Thursday nights you could carve a piece off and eat it. <laughs> all right, now that we're done being sidetracked, what... No, we're not. What did you enjoy the most? Well, you know, of course it's the tractors. I mean, the... Tractors are always number one with us. <laughs> I mean, oh, we're having a belt though, not there. <laughs> this might be the most compelling segment of our show ever. <laughs> Sidetracked has become train wreck. <laughs> Sidetracked off the rails makes oh, its debut man. here tonight. <laughs> Just tonight? <laughs> <laughs> you had to bring the comedian on this week, didn't you? Uh, anyway, you got a serious question there somewhere? <laughs> so, back to our original question we've tried three times now to get through. And I don't even remember what it was. <laughs> oh, dear God, we're going to get fired. Who's going to fire you? <laughs> Ray Taluki. <laughs> Who? That guy from New York. He's a New Yorker. We discovered that today. <sighs> okay, so the tractors is that was an attempt at pushing the reset button. It's not going to work. <laughs> well, doesn't every kid dream of building booster? So super Our farm's dip. the best then. Oh yeah, by far. I guess because I've never run a pro stock. I guess super farm would have to be the best to this point. Pro stock in the future? No, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Just because I haven't run one, I gotta say Super Farm so far is the best for me. I have to, have to find find a way for you to take a test drive on one of those. Yeah, that'd be nice. Tell, us, tell f- us about it. If you can find it, let me know. 
anybody on Pulling Radio Network has some pull with the Masterson boys. I mean, if you're going to run a pro stock, you may as well run a legend. There's a lot of legends in the pro stock class, isn't yeah, there? It's hard to find oh, one that God, isn't. there is. Yeah, that's a fact. There's a lot go back to the 80s. And it's pretty neat. Than that, some of them even, yeah. It's pretty neat to see a lot of them still pulling. Yeah. That's been, it, of all the classes, that one's probably had the, some of the best consistency over the years. Start yeah. looking back at Schmuckers and uh, yeah. Linders, Masterson. That might be a good one for you to run. You can probably talk your way into them. You, you know them pretty well. I think so. I pulled it around a couple times, but that's about as far as it's went. Just slip, slip in my handy. Yeah. <laughs> It'll have to be somewhere not for points, right? You're bigger than they are. Just tackle them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll just think about it. <laughs> so each tractor has this different driving style you got to bring to it. And now, right now, you guys, you ran the mod and the antiques consecutively, you know, at the same time, concurrently. Now you're on the super farm and the antiques concurrently. Is is it kind of a, oh, dang, you know, I'm in the seat of the antique when you hop in the seat of, you know, Ace in the Hole or uh, Devil Deer after you get out of the seat of uh, the big boy? I don't think it's ever like that. I mean, we, we really enjoy pulling them all. It's, it's definitely a different feeling going from tractor to tractor. But, I mean, we enjoy them all the same. So it's, you know, I guess it's kind of a give and take. I mean, the one's a lot faster, obviously, but, you know, I think just the, the atmosphere of the tractor pull and all the things that are going on is really enjoyable no matter what you're on. It don't matter what it is as long. Like they say, a bad day pulling's better than a good day at work. So. Yeah. That's I mean, doesn't, a, doesn't it all come down to the people that you meet? And the, sure does, yeah. Oh, absolutely. People you run into along the way. When we ran the, you know, the Super Farm Grand National, there was so many times we'd leave the tractor at, you know, maybe Brad Bagaman's house because we were going back to Illinois the yeah. next week. Or, I mean, it's kind of nice being able to pick up the phone and call anybody from any state around the country. You know, yeah, somebody will step up and, and take care of you for yeah, sure. Exactly. So, I don't know too many other sports you can do that in. No, there's probably, honestly, probably none. And and most forms of motorsport, quite honestly, are so darn cutthroat. Especially in auto racing, and it's because of the style of racing that goes on where it's door-to-door and you're you're at that other guy for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, or a couple hours even. Whereas in this sport, really, it's you against the track. Yeah, you want to you beat the other competitors, but you're not out there you know, door-handle to door-handle with them, so it's different. If you ever have trouble, somebody's always out there Yeah, you know, breaking their back to help you get going, which yes. is, you know, yeah. I mean, if you didn't live it, you wouldn't know it, I guess, but uh, it's a pretty neat feeling. It's a reality. Back to talking about the two different you know, drive types of vehicle and how you approach a track, and you know we we talked about it during the break a little bit. So I'll go back to Armada, which is a reference point for you. You know the garden tractor, pulling a six farm mod super farm, they all are their own particular thing, and they want a different thing out of a track. If you were to roll in and still had the ability to run all four back to back to back like that. Is there a different way you would read the track, a different thing you'd want out of that pulling pulling surface for each one? I think you do the same thing, but there's different ways of achieving it with each class. You know, like, I guess with the farm and antique tractors, you just, I mean, there's not a lot of variation at the line. You just kind of give it, you know, what she's got and go from there. But uh, you're waiting, you're waiting for the big end when the load comes on with them. Yeah, it's a, like Whereas a totally the, different feeling. Yeah. The whole shot's more important on the faster stuff. But. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think Armada back in the day was, you know, a lot better biting track than it is now. I think 
somewhere along the line they've mixed some sand into the track or I, something. I think they have, yeah. But, um, I mean, with the mod, it was always, <laughs> you know, what was a real good track was Burville back in the day. Yeah. I remember uh, sharing off a keyway in the mod, and I remember pulling the motor out and, you know, Byron Voline with his backhoe there, we'd pull the motor out and put a keyway in it. And then I remember getting into the mod real gently in the next class to make sure it held up. But, uh, I mean, you know, Burville was a hell of a track, and Armada was a hell of a track in the day, but... It was. But uh, I don't think it's a bad thing that's a little more forgiving now, but... Do you... Before the run, we've heard Pat Genuine talk about this in the farm class where he he, he actually gets more wound up to run the 10 farm than he ever did a super farm or a pro stock because, in his words, you have too much time to think. Running a six farm, you have the ability to react to conditions on a track, whereas kind of on a super farm it happens so fast, maybe that decision, is that decision premeditated as it seems it would be? Well, you think it is, but uh, <laughs> a lot of times you go where the tractor takes you, but... Um... It's kind of funny that, you know, a lot of things happen with the farm tractors. I think you've said it before. I mean, there's, you start running around with the class of the NATPA and there's, you want some drivers. There's some drivers. There sure is. Yeah. They can, they can take a, a junk track and really make something happen out of it. I mean, it really teaches you how to study a track and, uh, you know, figure out where you're coming from and where you're going in a, in a hurry. If you don't, you're going to be left way behind. Right. And actually there was, that was something I highlighted of you actually doing it at Armada, you were a test puller and in six farb, and then the the sled and the track took you way to the left side or right side, excuse me, and you were able to just stand on the brake and bring it back over, stay in bounds, and keep on going. And I've only ever seen two people pull that move off that successfully: you and your dad. And I think your dad did it at Minden City a handful of years ago with with a seventy. Um, I don't know if that's just good brakes or skill. I'll I'll I'll, I'll pay the credit to the the guy in the seat you yeah. probably you guys had something to do with that but uh you that's not a type of thing you could do in a mod or a super farm no no i mean it, a lot of times you just got to kind of i think that you know the best way to go on a on a bigger tractor like that is you kind of got to pick your spot before you start and a lot of the correction is going to come you know just shortly after the line and the best poles i've had it seems like even if you got to tap the brakes a little bit or, or just right off the line Make sure you're going in that direction where you want to go. Seem like a lot of super farm guys, and I've seen enough runs over the years here, at least on Michigan tracks anyway, where you guys will take your time, maybe a three count for, for the uninitiated, to get that clutch locked up. And then at once once the clutch is one-to-one, -one, that's where you guys make your first correction. It's like, okay, let's get it moving, and then I'll adjust from there. And then, then hopefully, hopefully I don't have to do too much to bring it back where I want it to be. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot going on right at the start where, you know, until you get your foot off the clutch, it's kind of, you know, by that time you hope you're going in the right direction. But, I mean, as far as hitting the brakes and the clutch at the same time, you're probably better off to do one or the other. Are you driving off in the super farm off the starting line? Is it is it just seat of the pants feel? Are you driving the stack? Are you driving the boost gauge? Are you driving the tack? What, what are, what's your process to get one of these lit? Well, I, I heard you talk, and I think it was, well, in an early, earlier episode about guys not being able to watch the smoke. Yeah, indoors, yeah. Indoors, but uh, really for me, it's never been a problem. I just kind of give her all she's got and then uh, <laughs> start, you know, once the once the throttle bottom's out, then start letting out on the clutch and the way she goes. As far as the clutch feel goes, it depends on the track. You know, I mean, I heard Dave Bennett talking at the Louisville Farm Show. Joe Edder was pulling and, uh, you know, he come up really light on the front end, but he says, well, 
you know, he came back and pulled again, and he says, Joe, I think he's going to really let the wheels rip loose so it doesn't bite so hard off the line. But, I mean, for me, it's kind of the opposite. When I was pulling the super farm, it's, you know, if you got a really good bite and track, I try and let out on it real easy. Otherwise, I find myself coming up on the wheelie bars and maybe, uh, you know, unloading the tires a little bit. That's an, and that's an interesting point and a difference uh, across the across the two types of pulling. Maybe he's right. I don't know. I, you know, maybe I got the well, wrong theory on it. But well, but maybe you don't because you know he can. Well, let's face it, Joe Edder's got about you know nine thousand horsepower. He can burn the tires off if he wants. In a super farm, you can't. Yeah. Right. Right. But uh, yeah, I mean, I remember while Andrew was over in Brigden, and I knew that was going to be a good bite and track, and uh, I just kind of let down on it easy and. Uh, you know, she came up. I don't know if it hit the wheelie bars, but it was damn close. It was close. It came up quite high, uh, yeah. and that was in the light class, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it, it still wound got up, a first out of it. But. Yeah, it wound up doing real well. So I mean, you know, you got to ride out that first fifty feet or so, and then. And there you, you bring up an interesting dynamic. We can sit here and talk about state, stateside pulling all the time. When you go over pulling Ontario, they run two different weights. Do you guys add that 700 pounds of weight to the tractor, or are you running at that 9,300-pound weight versus the 10,000 like they run over there? Well, I guess it depends on who's there. If it's my dad and Nick, it usually don't add the weight. <laughs> <laughs> but if I'm there, I try and add the weight. But, uh, you know, it's like, you know, it's kind of a different ball game altogether again. Yeah. What, what difference does that make, having 700 pounds more movable weight on that chassis are, are you making different changes in setup? Or are you trying to balance that across the chassis? You know, it's not an even amount. You know, it's not like you're going from 9,300 to 10,300 where, okay, I'll just add, you know, distribute that weight equally across the three bars. What are you looking at for different chassis setups running 10,000 pounds that you don't do over your stateside? Well, I guess for that, I would say that I didn't do it right to start with at that pull. But, I mean, we don't pull enough of them to start with, I think, to really tune in what we're doing. That's another thing you run into with the antiques. I mean, you're constantly shifting weights. So you kind of got to get dialed into each weight class and, you know, maybe add a little bit of air in the 65 as opposed to the 45. But uh, I don't think we had enough practice at it with the Canadians yet to get it quite perfected. I mean, you, you had a great run over there, especially over in Brigden. Coming in second place to Orville Kutcher, who is a threat in the heavy super farm class over 10,000. He just seems to dominate, even if against John Deere like Podolinski's, you know, just really dominating in it. But it's neat to see, you know, it's a different type of pulling, so to speak. You know, you don't think 700 pounds is a much... But it's a ton on them chassis. Well, yeah, I think when you talk about Orville, you come back to a guy that's pulled pro stock before Super yeah. Farm. So I guess 10,000 pounds would be right in his wheelhouse, right? Yeah, very well. There, there you brought up a good point. Maybe that is the difference. He's not used to running the light class. Yeah, so, I mean, he does really well in the light class as well. But, I mean. Could be that bi-monthly dyno visit, too. You never know. You never know. <laughs> I don't know if he still does that. He used to. I'm sure he's pretty close. I'm sure he's pretty close to me. <laughs> yeah. Almost as bad as the Deck family. Yeah, yeah, he has his own apartment in Dundee anymore. Yeah, yeah, he probably knows that better than Windside, uh, Nebraska anymore. <laughs> hey, did that thing get sold yet? Or no? Mm-hmm. No, he didn't hit. Charles didn't hit the lottery yet. If I if I hit it, I swear to God, that thing is coming back to Romeo. There are some <laughs> interesting rumors about that tractor going around, though. What have you heard? I haven't heard any actually. 
Somebody has here. Um, that tractor <laughs> possibly could be coming back to Romeo. Do I'm not going to touch that one. I, I know what you're talking about. I'm not going to go there. I'm hoping it it won't be in won't be in my shed. No, no, it won't. No, we I know could. what I know what shed it'll be in, and it's about a mile and a half away and next door to my aunt's house. <laughs> <laughs> Close well, enough, you'll be over there staring at it every day. Then well, I haven't heard this story yet. Let's hear about it. Let's just say names on it won't have to change. Yeah. Hmm. The grabs are gonna get it back. Well, I might as well come out and say, yeah, rumor has it wraps are uh, Jeff sniffing. in discussion with uh, the Deck family on uh, possibly bringing one bad apple. Home. I'm personally going to take credit with, with all the YouTube videos I've done over the last year taunting him. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what it Daring takes, keep him. it up. <laughs> well, I guess if it has to come back to Michigan. I'd <laughs> if it ain't going to be in my shed, it belongs in his. Yeah, yeah I'd oh, like absolutely. to see it come back to Jeff. I mean, yeah. It went to Nebraska, and we couldn't get out of the state, so. <laughs> You're stuck with it. <laughs> it might as well be five miles down the road. <laughs> now, we got about ten minutes left in the show. We Last week, we talked about our legends and heroes in the sport, and Lord knows we could have gone on with another three segments just bringing up For names sure. and yeah. stories. I, God, I thought of so many after that, too. Oh, I forgot. as oh, did wow. I. Who were your heroes growing up in the sport? You know, Good. You... I'd like to hear that. You know, got a couple of years on us. I'm not going to say, but, well, but no. more so you than me. <laughs> but you were more actively involved with the sport at a younger age than Charles was or as I was. You know, you were right there from get go with your dad being heavily involved. But who were your idols and heroes that you looked up to growing up? Well, I guess this is something I could ramble about for the next, I don't know, three days. But <laughs> go right uh, answer. <laughs> The, you know, the earliest memories I have, you know, I guess the first person I got to mention is my dad. There's no bigger influence in my life than my dad. And uh, all I've ever wanted to be when I grew up was my dad. And I mean, it goes right back to tractor pulling to, you know, our business life and everything. So, I mean, the first shout out goes to my dad. But the uh, the first, I guess the earliest memories that I have was, you know, going to the Silver Dome with my dad and my brother. And we'd always sit behind the Delaware Ether Eater. And uh, is there a cooler name than the Delaware no. A3? Was that, that was... Coleman Wheatley. Coleman Wheatley, okay, yep. It's from Delaware, yep. and they had the two tractors. They had the Dirt Digger and the Ether Eater. Yep. And, uh, you know, we'd sit behind them right More the Ether! Yeah. <laughs> you know, as a kid, Ether, what could be more cool than Ether, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh, you know, he had all the championships that he's won on the listed on the side of the tractors, and I mean... Remember when guys used to do that, too? Oh, yeah. I mean, so, you know, Lustig's did, uh, the Martin Brothers with their mod, not to derail your... You had your there. championships, and then you also had your NTPA number painted yeah. on the side. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't just a sticker then, was it? No, no it, was it was painted. Paint. Yeah. Everything was painted. There was no vinyl cuts. There was no wraps. It was just airbrush and paint. So when you go back to our brand discussion from earlier, I mean, did anything make you cry worse than when Coleman Wheatley switched to a farm hall, you know? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> Best movie ever made in the sport. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, actually, I can sympathize. When a certain 966 showed don't, up where no, John no, Deere no. Green. <laughs> Those were the dark years. We don't bring them up. 
So I guess as you know, being early, that would be the first one I remember really. But I mean, you got Tom Harmon, which is one of yours, I know. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I think what concretes Tom is Tom knew you. He knew your name. His family knew you. You knew his family. I mean, you know, they they'd come up to you. They'd talk to you. They'd you know, if you had a bad day, they would encourage you. I mean, it was just. I mean, talk about a good family, you know. Yeah, they are, and they are to this day, absolutely, yeah. But, I mean, you know, we'd always, we'd watch Raps, we'd watch Harmons. They were always close to us. I mean, I remember watching Canes when we were kids. Yep, another good name that, uh, yeah, yeah, they used to come up. Another one that was up here, Emily City every year, Armada every year, the Red Gambler every, you know. Yeah. Yeah, Tim was always a guy I liked, and uh, like I mentioned, I think last week on the show, yeah, our, when I was going to Louisville, I had my season tickets. But yeah, we sat next to Tim and Chris, and just really cool people. You know, we'll, let me get sidetracked a little bit here. We talked last week about how I got to talk to Wayne Creech, with Dirt yeah. Dancer, Dancer. My dad actually listened to an episode. Hope you're listening again, Dad. Um, and he goes, "You forgot something." I go, "What's that?" He goes, "We also talked to Mister Twister." Okay. He Didn't goes, know, was it Scott or Jack? Scott. Okay. He goes, yeah, we talked with Tedders. And how did I ever forget that? I don't know. But once he brought it back, it was another rush yeah. of memories. Like we say, you could we could go on. We could have a month's worth of episodes on stories we have to throw around and heroes and that. But hear more on yours. I mean, got to have, a, you know. Well, you start going back to, I mean, even thumb guys, we always looked up to, you know, I mean. Just hitting home here the last week or so, Charlie Wilcox. I mean, yeah, yeah. I remember Nick, you know, we used to pull, there was a hallway in my mom and dad's house, and, you know, we'd wear out the jeans on our pants, you know, wear holes in the jeans on our pants, you know, just running up and down the hallway pulling tractors. And it was, you know, Charlie Wilcox from Lapeer, Michigan. I mean, talk about a great guy, you know. And I remember seeing him at a gas station, you know, probably 10 years ago and talking to him. And I mean, it's just, you know, just like yesterday. Here's something that I've never, I haven't told anybody I did this. And I kind of forgot that I used to do this. Uh, you know, when we were kids, especially, it was easy to get, in Romeo anyway, it was easy to get the John Deere farm toys because Capital Equipment was close. So it was, we didn't have an IH dealer. It was close. So really most of my farm toys as a kid was John Deere, even though I'm an IH guy. Well, the, it was either fifty ten or fifty twenty open station model that hit, that was out in the eighties and had the twenty four point five tires on the back, which was the fattest tires you could get. So from in, in my childhood brain goes, oh, that's like a puller. So what I would do is I would take construction paper and I'd make side shields to stick on the thing with scotch tape and you know I'd letter it up with graphics or whatever and I pulled the factory rubber stack out of there and made a bigger one and colored it with silver crayon. And made my own white bracket and stick it on the front, and that's what I scooted around on the you know the living room floor with. Oh God, the years of and hours of pulling I put in. Oh yeah, with the tractors. You've you've seen the first tractor I ever got. Oh yeah, it, I still got mine somewhere too, and it's, it's a, so ragged out. There's nothing. It's left a 1586 uh, international. Mine's a JD 2510, and I mean it's not even uh, green anymore. It's just magnesium. mine's held up really well, but God, the miles put in on that, the number of pulls that tractor's won. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> I have two daughters now, and uh, I mean they're coming around slowly. But <laughs> I said, "What's wrong with you guys? You know, put the tablets down when you know your uncle Scott and Uncle Nick and I used to race down the hallways and tractor pull." 
how would you do that down a hallway? You know, I'm like, you figure it out. You're a kid. Yeah, Some yeah. of the toughest tracks to I ever been on was on the new Berber card. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When about- that shag went away, we went to Berber. It, it threw off my game. I had to change my setups completely. <laughs> well, here's, here's, another, here's, here's another one I used to do. Anybody who was in the, the matchbox and stuff as a, as a kid, you know, Ertl had their, the, the what I, I don't know what it is, 164th or whatever, yep. the, the small tractors, right? Well, Ertl, at the same time, Matchbox came out with the, their Monster Truck Series replicas. You, know, you get Bigfoot, Rolling Thunder, all of them. If you took the wheel, the, the tires, the rubber tires off the plastic Matchbox thing, it would slide perfectly over the 164th tires, and now your little 164th tractor just became a super stock. I did that, too. <laughs> Why did I not know this growing up? Little, like, little things you just did, just like, <laughs> that I, but I did it. I guess if we're going to get into truck pulling, did you ever have stompers when you were growing up? Oh, yeah. And I had the sled, too. <laughs> you remember and had the, the weight bracket that went underneath it? Yeah. We, oh, had, a, we had a couple of demented friends. And anyways, uh, <laughs> you remember those big lantern batteries they used in the flashlights? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'd run a couple of uh, wires off of that to the AA <laughs> batteries. It would always blow the lights out, but they'd go like hell, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No, I never did anything like that. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot that the headlights turned on on that. I had that. Um, yeah, the the Bigfoot monster truck with the two sticks in the back. One, one was a throttle, and the other was a, the gear shift. But here's another one, smoking shakers. Uh, my brother had the monster truck one, and then I had the. It was a Tennessee Thunder funny car pulling thing, and it had this little cartridge that would shove up inside it, and when you turn it on, it would send smoke out through the exhaust stack, and then it had like a electric motor with a transmission in there but if you just smacked it on the back it would drop it into gear and the thing would shoot across the floor <laughs> so you know we we're talking about two-wheel drive trucks a couple weeks ago on your show you guys were talking about the cycle yep. which you know i have mad respect for that but yeah. uh you guys ever remember the orange blossom special oh uh, we and we didn't talk about ellen Gaines last week we that don't know how the one... hell we missed it I never got to see Orange Blossom, but I, I did. It's hard to dome. do a throwback show and not mention that. Yeah, I saw that. I was able to see the twin engine, whatever it was that he had. The I don't know. It was yeah, it was kind of a stretch pickup, stretch T right? bucket thing. Yeah. And then, uh, well, the guy that we bought the mod from, he switched over. To, that was when two wheel drive was coming up into the thumb area. Earl Hanselman, he had the wheel and deal, and it was a yellow two wheel drive truck. And then uh, he switched to an El Camino down the road after that, but. I remember him storing the the pickup version in our barn over the winter, and interesting. We'd always go in there, and we probably shouldn't have been. But <laughs> <laughs> see, I remember growing up. You know, you talk about go pulling is you'd hop in the seat of the tractor that was sitting there. You know, sitting at the farm. You know, dad would leave one out. Well, the three point lever, right at the same perfect spot. hand throttle. Oh yeah. Well, that, yeah, I had the same, you know, because I lived in town. I, I was a town kid, but we had a, uh, well, Dad still got it, a Ford NAA Jubilee. Well, the the lift arms for the back, same thing. It's right there, right on the right side of the seat. You just pretend. You it was perfect. Jamming the throttle down. Oh, I did that for hours. We'd be out there. And actually, it'd be the middle of June, and we'd put on our snowshoe suits. Yes. And boots. So we had our fire suits, uh-huh. and we'd go pull them with the stockings and our bicycle helmets on. <laughs> Can't say I never did it. I did that, too. <laughs> if we're talking about heroes, I would you know, like to go back to Larry Shope. I mean, there's a guy that brought yeah, John Deere's yeah. to the forefront for me. I mean, there was nothing nothing like seeing the Larry rip down the track, you know. And then when we pulled Grand National, we'd kind of hang out with Lemke's and think how with all those guys in the pro stocks. I'm like, 
there's Larry Shope, you know. <laughs> yeah. He wouldn't know me, I mean, from anybody, but I mean, you know. You're almost, almost nervous to go over and say hi, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But we'd all sit there and drink beer, you know. You didn't know who I was, but whatever, you know. I mean, hey, that's Larry Shope, you know. How many national championships did he have over the years? Oh, a lot. A lot. I remember we used to have a... I think he was perennial in the late 90s, you know? Yeah, you know, pro, we had a his hero card, you know, the most successful John Deere in the country, you know? Yeah. But... Uh, well, I had a tech question I was going to hit you with, but we're... You know what? I think we can sneak it in quick. Let's do that. Okay. I, I, something that I'm curious about, since you guys had the Super Farm, I know you've tried a bunch of different intake manifolds on the tractor and then last year ntpa changed the rules to open intake your thoughts and 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 your experience with that it's really hard to judge because you know we're running the uh we ran the marine john deere manifold for uh you know basically since we had the tractor and then uh, it was dynoed over at Harmons the last time and then the last time we had the tractor we you know we picked it up from lemke's and went right to slamas and slamas dynoed it so it's hard to get a good gauge. You know, you hear all kinds of numbers coming out of dynos, but it's really hard to get a good gauge on uh, on what you're actually getting compared to. We kind of use the dyno as just a benchmark, you know, so you get 1,200 horse the first time. You know, are you improving? Aren't you improving? I don't think you can compare between dynos, but I can tell you that the tractor, you know, really seemed to run well towards the end of the year, and we didn't get it out till you know, our made a fair bowling green time, and uh we were really impressed with the performance on it. The first couple of hooks weren't good. We uh, had the timing slipping back. We didn't. We usually put uh, you know a little blocker in there to keep the timing from slipping back. But uh, you know once we got that strained out, I think she really really came around nice. So hopefully, maybe in your guys' case, it's not necessarily a performance issue. Maybe it's more reliability. It'll stop you from from burning burning pistons like you were. Yeah, I think you know most of that comes back to the injection pump. But uh, well, that could be too. And I don't. I'm not gonna. We won't name names or, or throw anybody under the bus with that, but, you know, that could be too. Right, exactly. So, yeah, I think we're happy with the performance we got out of it in the, in the past year. So hopefully uh, next year will be good things to come. Good deal. Well, thank you, Charlie, for, for taking time out tonight and spending time with us and putting up with our insanity. Thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. Wow, you, you really must be hard up for fun. <laughs> but with that, we'll conclude. Once again, get at us at uh, APA at sidedragpulling.com uh shoot us an email let us know what you think what your opinions are what we said that was wrong so we can ignore it yep <laughs> and anything else you want to bring up topics of discussion we're always open for more information or more ideas to get this show out there to keep you guys enjoying it also follow like and follow us on facebook at sidetracked with armstead and Posh. that's two o's because he can't spell couldn't resist. That was a very nice suit. <laughs> <laughs> on Facebook, like, share, let everybody know about us. If you like what we're doing, you know, you can listen to prior episodes on our website. Also on SoundCloud with uh, Pulling Radio Network. So with that, my name's Armstead. Mine is Kane. <laughs> and good night. Mrs. That was Mr. wonderful. Bravo. <laughs> I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, yeah, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. Get out my trailer. I want you out.